Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we've got an early front runner for best animal performance in our roundup for 2023. Mm. And Zach as Colin. Yes. Little cutie. Absolutely. Do you do you know if he was he was just putting it on, wasn't he, right? The the whole apparatus. Oh, it, yeah. you could see he was walking perfectly fine in the show. <laughs> I mean, they did their best to cut around it, but like we all know that that was, yeah. Um, I was just going to say it's also front row for the best Australian thing, which better than mm-hmm. last year's Australian <laughs> round for the series, isn't it? What do we have? I think that's more on us, though. Mm. Still. <laughs> Hello there, this is I Only Like You and Movies and Australian TV shows that are on Binge. My name's Lonnie, her name's Sinead. How's it going, Sinead? Hi, good. Uh, there's chaos happening here, so um, <laughs> I'm going to do my best to be very professional. What's episode. the chaos? What's happening? Pets everywhere, flies flying in my face, doors clanging. It's just a time. Where are you coming to us from, Sinead? International Space Station sounds pretty mad today. International Space Station has gone on vacation, (laughs) on a little backpacking tour, I guess. Okay. Um, (laughs) Maybe we're exploring other planets. Maybe that's the the Mm. metaphor. All right. Okay. Well, what have we watched this week? We have watched Colin from Accounts. What is Colin from Accounts? It is a show on Binge, an Australian show, written by Harriet Dyer and Patrick Bremmel. Patrick Bremmel, pretty well known from one of our favourite shows ever, Moody Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it's a rom-com. And why is it called what it is called? Do we think it's a good title? It's not a great title. I was trying to explain this to someone, actually recommended it to someone today. Mm. And she's like, sorry, what's the name of it? Like what? I'm like, yeah, no, it's a weird, like it's not, it's not catchy, is it? It's a boring name. Sorry. It doesn't, you don't get it until you watch the show, which is Mm. fine because it's revealed in the first episode, but it's not real and a lot of people in. Um, But it's called Colin from Accounts because that's what they name the dog. Yeah. Colin. Well, what's the concept then? We've got Patrick Bramall, Harriet Dyer, two Australians who are married to each other, been on various TV shows in Mm -hmm. great performances. Now they've written this show together. It's a rom-com and I, I saw them describe it as a relationship comedy. And, and what's what's the general premise we got going, Sinead? A rel a relcom, relcom. Um, so they're two strangers. Um, he's driving one morning, stops for her. She crosses the road. She flashes her nipple to him. Questionable. Don't know. I've met anyone who would ever do that. Uh, and he ends up hitting a dog. And the dog, they sort of like come together to look after this dog that's astray and they don't know where it's come from and whatever and. Hmm. feelings ensue absolutely two people who would never normally come into each other's orbit but then Hmm. they're sort of brought together by the dog and 
and it persists despite them not really being people who would be together. But there's just some sort of spark there, which is it's really great. What do we think of the dog? Perfect, amazing, fabulous, show-stopping, um, wonderful, magnificent. Yes. As, as you mentioned up top, it's going to be hard to beat um, Zach in our Best Pet Award. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, so it's set in Sydney, which is great. It's good to see an Australian show. As we said up top, we haven't, didn't watch many last year, so it's wonderful for us to be doing this. But we're not just liking it because it's a dog and because it's Australian and because it's people we've liked before. It's actually one of the best written and best directed and best performances I've seen in any program in a long time. Would you agree? Yes. So we should probably say Trent O'Donnell also has a bit of weight behind this mm-hmm. and he directed um, The Moody's and Moody Christmas as well that we mentioned. Um, but he's also directed like a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, he's been in America doing the sitcom stuff for a long time now. So, yeah. like, you got very experienced people behind it. Um, and I, I think the key part of it all is the writing. It's so effortless, really mm-hmm. great, funny. People, people like, you could walk down the street and meet these people and that Ebert test of not only could you meet them on the street, you'd, you'd want to meet them and want to hang out with them. Um, yeah. And... You know, given that they're married, you'd have to hope that they've got a spark between them. But the chemistry is great between the two leads. And you can just tell everyone's having a great time. Um, they're having a great time falling in love on screen, but also I think you have a good time sort of butting heads a lot too, especially at the beginning as they mm. join, their, join together. Um, I think what I liked most about it, you know, it's the classic um, sort of TV trope these days of this sort of sort of millennial sitcom, you might say, of them just being like kind of horrible people in a lot of ways, or at least troubled. They've, mm-hmm. They haven't got their shit together, basically, mm-hmm. but they've got potential. And by being together, they actually get better and they can bring out the good in each other. Um, and sometimes they can bring out the worst in each other as well. But just like, it seems very, very of our times of having people who, you know, they're working on it. And I feel like it's a very millennial approach to writing characters. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, our generation is going to be the first generation that's not going to be out of afford a home mm-hmm. in a long, long time. And we're so much more aware of things that are happening in the world than our parents or their parents were. And, you know, we're getting married a lot later. Some of us are choosing not to get married and have kids. And I feel like this sort of encapsulates that feeling of Mm -hmm. feeling like you don't have it all together and you're supposed to and your parents maybe are on your back about getting it all together and don't really understand that generational gap Mm -hmm. the other thing i really like about this show is there is zero cultural cringe and i may be giving trent o'donnell too much credit here but i do see similarities between this and the moody's and there's just it's, it's great writing, writing from um, Harriet and Patrick as well. But it really encapsulates the Australian way of life without being performative or like I think for a long time our export to the world was like Crocodile Dundee, right? Yeah. And then we had the castle and we were all like, yep, this perfectly encapsulates whatever it was, 70s, 80s, 90s, Australian life. I feel like these kinds of shows are actually what it's like now to live in Australia, you know? Yeah, definitely. We've been saying this for a while in terms of Australian content. 
a lot of the filmmaking is importing culture. So we like you can come mm. film Thor down here. That's that's great for our you know there, there's benefits to having that. But you know, other countries export their culture, and, and this is I, I agree with you. I'm I'm happy to have this out there in the world as this is a version of Australian life. It's a particular mm. version, of course, but of course, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying everyone lives like that, but I just feel like it. It's the most relatable thing I've yeah. seen in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like, like the job he's got is kind of cool, and like he's got a cool workplace. Like that's a classic sitcom, mm. and it's not like he's working at a dingy bar like he might have had in the past. But he's working at like a microbrewery, and I, I'm funny. I've been to one just like that here on the on the coast. Mm. It felt like I was walking back into it. <laughs> Is here on the show, um, yeah, and, and just the, this idea of, yeah, it says here on Wikipedia, these are flawed, funny people who choose each other after being brave enough to show their true selves, scars and all, as mm. they navigate life together. Um, and in the same way, you said that like it, it is that you know uniquely Australian perspective. All the characters they seem much down to earth and you know sort of seem uniquely Australian because of the writing and filmmaking stuff. That said. I think this could be experienced and enjoyed by anyone around the world because it's so well done and it's so well written and funny. Yeah. You don't have to be from Australia to like it, basically. But no. I'm, I'm happy that this is out there, definitely. I feel like it's also got a certain sense of watchability to it and maybe that's helped by the fact that they're quite short episodes. They're only like 20-minute, half-an-hour episodes mm-hmm. and there's only like eight of them or something, isn't there? Like it's a quick yeah. watch about regular everyday people it's it's just very accessible I feel. yeah and very naturalistic like mm. you have to imagine there was some some looseness or you know i'm not i'm a good idea but it felt like a lot of the jokes they were saying are ones that were sort of ad-libbing or at least living in mm. the moment very much and that's that's fun and that's you don't always get that on on screen it's not it's not mm. very it's not artificially constructed like you would in like an Aaron Sorkin thing where people don't really talk like that, but it's fun to experience yes. it. This felt yeah. like you were talking, these are workmates shooting the shit at, at the workplace or there's two people sort of flirting with each other <laughs> and you're there along for the ride. It's very much like reactive dialogue too. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like, why did you say that funny? Like, why did you say it like that? I don't know. I just said it like that. Mm. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing that. Like it's very quick sort of referential dialogue. Yeah, which you, you, should, you don't get unless you've you've worked a lot with each other yeah. and you've got that trust built up. And, um, yeah, that's just wonderful. So what, what's Ashley's deal today, Harriet Dyer's character? I can't even remember. She's a med oh, she's student. she's just broken up. That's right. She's a med student and she's just broken up with her boyfriend. So she's fresh. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, here are all the things I know about it. <laughs> I, I've spoken to you about this before, how I do, I think I do remember more than I give myself credit for, but I have like one thing that's like the key to unlocking the memories. And then as soon as you said the med student thing, I was like, oh yeah, then she's got a boyfriend and she has this and blah, blah, blah. She's got a very troubled relationship with her mother, mm. um, which I think informs a lot of her. And she's got a bit of trauma that she's experienced in her life as well. Yeah, that, that kind of... It creeps into the show, doesn't it? But it does get quite deep, and there's, yeah. a, there's a lot. It's a bit, bit. It's not just a funny sitcom with all laughs and gags the whole time. There's it's not shallow or vapid. There's yeah, and actual def- weight behind it. It definitely earns that, doesn't it? Yes. Those moments. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Okay. My biggest question though is yeah. why was she flashing her, her boobs out in that? 
Yeah, the beginning. I doesn't, the, the show doesn't address bit. it. <laughs> this is the thing. I was like, she's not a promiscuous character. <laughs> she never does anything like that ever again. Like I could maybe yeah. excuse she it. She learned a lesson, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, but there's no like history of experiencing that. I guess. Mm. I guess she did sleep with the guy in the room at the hospital that he used to take her to. But I don't know. It just seemed a bit out of character for her. But maybe that on purpose maybe it's supposed to be a bit you know surprising and wild because it was surprising and wild i mean i've never done that i don't know anyone who's ever done that maybe you're it's hanging thing. around the wrong crowds to me i don't know exactly maybe i don't know about it maybe i'm behind the eight ball here you know when we so we watched this and then over christmas break and then we went to sydney where this is filmed and set were you on the lookout just in case people walk in the street were they doing it i, I didn't see anyone myself but <laughs> Maybe it's a Sydney-specific thing I'm getting at. I mean, everyone in Sydney ignored me, so I'd, oh, I'd be did. so lucky to get a little boob, boob flash. <laughs> they they be nice. pushed you out of the way. They didn't even acknowledge your presence. It was comical, really. Yeah, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, Patrick Bramall, one of our favourites for a long time. He's the, the breakout character um, from Moody Christmas. He's the older brother in that who's annoying. But... Would we say he's the breakout character or is there someone else in this show who we would say is the breakout character? <laughs> of Moody Christmas. Well, you cannot this... tell me. <laughs> True. <laughs> that Darren Gil, Gil Shannon? Yeah. <laughs> who plays Uncle Terry is just, oh, he's so good. And he plays a real creep in this show. A real, real creep. There's actually a few people who were in Moody's who come yeah, into this good. show, it's which is nice. A, yeah, little reunion. Yeah, yeah. he's not a great character in the show and he gave me huge icks. But, man, he is just incredible to watch. <laughs> Isn't he? Doesn't, don't you just, like, light up a bit and you're like, oh, what crazy journey are we going to go on today? When Uncle Terry <laughs> turns turned up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they, I, just, I just remembered they were on that show called No Activity that Trent O'Donnell created after Moody. And it's about people who are like staking out, like cops staking out people and just chatting and stuff. You remember that? I don't think I saw it. No, they, they did an American version too. I think that's sort of taken up all their time. Anyway, yeah. so that, that just came. I think they were both in it as well. That's, that's the connection there. So yeah, the Moody Christmas. Oh. We, we owe a lot to the Moody Christmas, don't we? A lot of Australian comedy oh. over the last 10 years. It's, um, if not launch careers, it definitely... Um, sort of was a good lightning rod for a lot of people to come together and then makes things after that. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, like, seriously, give it a watch. Yeah. It's – I like to watch it every year. I didn't watch it this year around Christmas time. Yeah. But it is the singular, like, seminal text of how Australian Christmas feels. Mm-hmm. We've got this weird uncle who turns up with a new date every time. Mm. Your mum's invited some charity case from somewhere that's spending Christmas and you're like, why did they have to be here at our Christmas? You know, your siblings are annoying you. Oh, it's just so good. I'm never going to shut up about it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Right, Patrick Bramwell, though, go back to the beginning. Gordon mm-hmm. is his name in this show. Yes. What's his deal? Why do you do this to me? I watch these things in a vacuum. Um, so he owns a microbrewery mm-hmm. and they're in a bit of financial trouble at the microbrewery. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there something specific? See, this is the thing. I always think you're hinting at me for, to say something specific, but I can't ever figure out what it is that you want me to say. I'm basically just saying we should talk about the characters a bit in detail. Okay. That's what I'm getting He's at. funny. He's not very nice sometimes. He has friends at the microbrewery with him. Um, he's reluctant for Ashley to stay with him, mm-hmm. but then sort of keen on her staying with him, but then sort of not. It's very will they, won't they? For a lot of this. And when one of them's on one page, the other one's on the other page, which is always a fun little dance. Up until the point where they do not get together. Spoiler alert, I guess, but we all know that in this show. Um, I'm going to talk about specifically which one makes sense. You haven't seen the show, but, you know, give us some time to talk about it. He's a cancer survivor. And that that affects his sexual performance. He doesn't want to tell her. Oh my god! If they just have one conversation, Jesus fucking Christ, it would have been all sorted. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Like, I guess you don't have to tell somebody about that, especially when you're in the. They're sort of tied together. It's not like it's a one night stand. It's actually they've kind of got the dog there and stuff. It's a bit more awkward, but that's kind of even more reason to talk to the person, right, about what's going on. I think maybe it was just embarrassment, like he went through it. Also, it's a very personal thing, Hmm. and maybe he didn't feel ready to open up to her at that stage i guess yeah and i guess you could you could argue that things went further than he was ever expecting that night but um yeah he wasn't planning on that happening yeah just after he'd had the the operation or the the procedure done at the place that said she's a med student she'll definitely understand if you talk to her about it yeah and the fact that you didn't talk to her was a reason for her to then think that you don't like her and stuff like it just kind of yeah but classic thing people they're flawed we we always get stuck in these situations in our lives i guess but it is just like dude just talk to her that's mm-hmm. but they do get to the point where they do they're more open and communicative that's good i just talking about the psychology of the guy that, that was interesting sort of wrinkle to his character about you know he does have these hang-ups and he's he, on the surface he seems like he's kind of normal and, and doesn't care about stuff but clearly that was something that is close to his heart that he doesn't want to just say to everybody who comes into his life yeah um, may I transition us to talking about the birthday party? Yes. The show frames it, right, that he's being unreasonable. No, he is 100% correct. He <laughs> offers his place to her and her friends for their birthday. Mm-hmm. He has one rule, no outside food or drink, so you have to support the brewery, yep. you know, but we might give you a couple of freebies, you know, throw them in there. Also, he'd set up this whole little function room for them, which looked beautiful. Why couldn't they sit there? All her friends were mean to him. And then they all got smashed and really out of hand and started throwing people off balconies and whatever. Mm. 
he and was a hundred percent in the right for yelling at them and saying, "No, you get out!" Like this is ridiculous, and she should have taken more responsibility for her friends. Yeah, well, I guess she was embarrassed by him. She's kind of their lives had been soloed off by themselves, mm-hmm. and they'd fallen in love, you know, all through with this dog. But then she's like, "Oh, I'm here with all my cool friends, and they're younger, and he's older." And um, I, I think that's what it came up. But again, a conversation maybe ought to solve that. She, they were sort of going along with things without discussing the hang-ups about it all but mm. you're right <laughs> poor dude was just like trying to get his business operating correctly and mm-hmm. also hang out with his girlfriend at her birthday party and she was not already feeling to him. insecure yeah because she's so there's an age gap between them and all her friends are very young and he doesn't have a lot in common with them so he feels mm. very insecure about that and also her ex turns up yeah. and is really touchy-feely not on <laughs> Not on at all. He was completely justified reacting the way he did. Absolutely. I I, I agree. That said, I'm, I, I, it's not the end of the world for her to not know that in the in the time. She was sort of caught up in the at all, I guess. But it would have been nice if she'd maybe just said, yeah, by the way, I was in the wrong there. Because she was, yeah. clearly. She 100% was, yeah. <laughs> um. How about the ending, Sonny? We were very upset by the ending, weren't we, up to a point? It's just a bit, like, uh, nearly, you know? You can't let the dog go. No, absolutely not. And the fact that they get him back, I just would have liked to see that. Hmm. I just would have liked a little post-credit sequence of them walking down the street together with Colin on the lead or something, just as a little, like, little bow, nice little thing. I think our biggest issue, though, was that the big cathartic moment, the moment where they, they choose each other and they, you know, mm. tell each other they, how much they love each other, was just in a car. It was just in a car with, like, a little two-minute conversation and that was it. Like, I guess in some ways it's very unassuming and then that sort of fits the tone of the show. But I don't know. Maybe something a little more... A bit of pizzazz. I see, I see where you're coming from. I kind of didn't mind it, like, in the sense of... You didn't like it in the moment. You're like, oh, they just have their big thing in the car. That's literally what you said. And now you're trying to walk it back on the podcast, calling me a liar in front of all our listeners. I don't remember saying that. My my thing is, if if I can finish my point, is it's like they both admit to each other how you fucked up. And then by talking about it, finally, they're like, you know what? That's all true, but... For some reason, we still love each other and we love the dog. Let's get the dog. That is, is quite, you know, it's simple, but I can kind of see where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did I really say I handled it in the moment and thought the show, show was shit? Yeah, that's why I made a note to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> you actually said, oh, I wish they'd had their big moment, like just not just in a car. But that's fine. <laughs> it was funny for him, him just crying in the car and she comes out and sees him. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Lonnie, you normally have your ear to the ground on these things. Is it getting a second season? Not that I know of. It was it was released like two months ago, or a month and a half ago. Hopefully, there's good good reports though. Everyone likes it. Um, I mean, I guess that the final outcome is has it resulted in an uptick of subscribers to binge. That's kind of what they want to get mm-hmm. at, right? But. Yeah, but there's also like they have to, there's, there's certain laws and I think they're bringing in new laws as well about Australian content on all these streaming services. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's a proven show. It's got good reviews. If they're going to make another season or something for Binge, they have, they have to in terms of Australian content. Mm-hmm. Why not do another season of this, you know? Definitely. Why now it goes overseas too, that could be another, if they can sell it to different markets or whether it plays well over there. Mm-hmm. It was just so nice to see a good Australian show, wasn't it? It's been a little while. Yeah, I think since Moody's. <laughs> For me, <laughs> that was the last thing I really saw that really mm. moved me. The newsreader was good too, but that's obviously a more of a prestige sort of Australian show. Yeah, different vibe. Different vibe yeah. for sure. No, I definitely recommend this one. And you know, it's on binge, but you definitely can binge it, can't you? Because it's, as you said, twenty to thirty minute episodes of eight, only eight, do it pretty well. Mm-hmm. All right, what would you do for a second season? it's tough i mean what they would probably do is a is have them break up for some ridiculous reason and then get back together again and just repeat Mm. that format but i don't want them to do that i don't think you know what i don't think i want a second season i think i like this as a self-contained story that's not saying that if there was a second season i wouldn't watch it i'm just Mm. saying i don't think it necessarily needs a second season okay another question for you Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. set up top confirm accounts. It's a fun name in the context of the show once you watch it, but it is hard to sell to people. Mm-hmm. What would you name it? What would you title this show? You could have given me a heads up. I could have brainstormed. Um, you could do like a love circumstantial sort of thing mm-hmm. or love something about meeting, some sort of like passing strangers, something, connection. If you get the dog in there somewhere, that could be good. I don't know how you get the dog in, though, Yeah. without doing Colin from Accounts, you know. Because when I first saw the name Colin from Accounts, I just assumed he was Colin and he's an accountant of some sort. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I was still on board because I know the people behind it. But when mm-hmm. I worked, oh, it's actually about a dog and it's like a rom-com? Okay, that's more interesting to me than what I assumed it was. Yeah. Okay, work on that one. Come back to me if you can get an answer. Okay. I will. Is it time for a star rating? It is. Do you want to go first? Five stars. Matching. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> doesn't cost me anything. Um, <laughs> um, four and three quarter stars. Okay. Can you explain three quarters? Of course. Um, so the quarter off is probably for not having that um, resolution at the end with Colin. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have liked to see that. Right. And maybe the car moment. Just not quite satisfying me. Yeah, having a the climax just in a car. I yeah. feel you. Yeah, you do because uh, you mentioned it at the time. <laughs> anyway. Lonnie does this, everybody. He'll say things like in the moment, right? And I'll make a mental note like, okay, we'll bring that up on the pod. And then we get on the pod and he walks back his opinion. He's like, no, I never I never said that. You 100% did. I remember it. Yeah. Because I was like, it's, it was sweet when she put her seat back. It was definitely sweet. And I agree with you. Sometimes on the podcast, I'm trying to figure out the, the reasoning behind the decisions that were made. And the idea of them just like chatting it out is kind of cool. And if the resolution is, let's go get our dog, it makes more sense to do that in a car because they can just drive off, you know, 
rather yes. than let's go get our dog. Okay, where are your keys? Oh, got to put my shoes on. That would have been nice when it's a little bit of joke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm thinking back as well to the ending of the night of. Do you remember this, Sine, with the cat? Mm-hmm. And Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I was wondering are you just gonna remake the ending of the, of this show in your head? Like, yep, yeah, the dog's there. They got him. Probably. Good. I I Well they this. said they were going to get him. So I assume they'd figure it out. I don't they'll, know how. They figured it out. They just figured it out. They'll somehow. pay they'll pay the family off. Yeah. Yeah. All what right. did they name the kid? The name of the kid was really bad. It wasn't Brooklyn or something, was it? Was it Berlin? It could have been. I can't remember. Hmm. I'm glad that and it's going to be good. You can't let the dog... You can't have this whole thing go on and not be together forever and have a dog forever. Sorry, mm-hmm. but you can't, okay? True. All right. Well, that's been us talking about Confirm Accounts. Here in Australia, mm-hmm. it's on Binge, elsewhere around the world. Not sure. But international listeners... You'll work it out, I'm sure. I trust you. For sure. We didn't review Moody's because it was before podcast times, but um, our podcast it is. But it is one of our favourites. We should maybe do a retrospective one day for Christmas. That could be cool. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, okay. But yes, we have other po- other podcasts in our back catalogue, haven't we, Sine? What about, what's what's one that springs to mind that we should you recommend to everyone? Um, um... Go. Go. Well, normally it's Paddington 2 is my go-to. Okay. What about okay. what about our Emergency La La Land podcast? Because Babylon's coming out mm. soon. That could be fun. Why aren't they advertising Babylon properly? I literally went to the movies today and they advertised Babylon. You know how they did it? Two still images. One that was like Brad Pitt, Babylon. Mm-hmm. And the other one that was Margot Robbie, Babylon. And then a little screen that said in cinemas whatever date it was. Yeah. I want that. You don't have a trailer? I've seen that too. The trailer's online, sure. I've seen But I don't understand it because it's like, maybe you do that like do just to generate buzz like months and months beforehand. But at a certain point, we want a trailer. We don't want to just watch, okay, Margaret Roberts in a movie. Awesome. It's like they've given up. It's honestly. so weird. It's so weird. Anyway. <sighs> well said, Sine. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for doing the podcast with me today, Sine. Oh, no worries. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think you've ever thanked me before. Well, there you go. This it's one nice counts for recognized. all the past ones as well. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.